Welcome, and thank you for joining us here at the Israel Government Press Office podcast, Beyond the News, Israel, the Christian World, and Anything in Between. With us today is Tanya Berg-Rafaeli, who currently serves as the Director of the Department for World Religions at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Thank you so much for being with us today here, Tanya. Thank you very much, Adessa. Thank you for having me. So, Tanya, I mean, you've been posted in various places in, around the world and as a diplomat for Israel. And now you're sort of bringing it all together, you know, as, as when dealing with world religions, you're bringing it all together because it's all over the world. Being, being a diplomat from more than one country, put it this way. Absolutely. We have, first of all, we have one country that is very special to us in, in, in my department. It's uh, the country of the Vatican, the Holy See, where we have a, an embassy since the end of 1993. And they also have an embassy uh, in Israel since that time. It's the time when we finally uh, had uh, full diplomatic uh, relations. Uh, so this is a very special relations. I mean, on the one on one hand, it's uh, totally normal uh, bilateral relations, like with any other state, and we try to put uh, content like with other states, uh, whatever can be done between two states. But on the other hand, it's very special, and of course, we have more uh, faith-related and religious-related uh, uh, topics and, and activities. So it's really, really special and, and important and dear to us. And on top of that special relations, of course, my department is in touch with all of our uh, diplomatic missions in the world. We have 108 uh, at the moment. And with them, we have a lot of things to do because all eyes are on Israel, this tiny uh, state in the Middle East, the Holy Land, uh, the Jewish state and the Holy Land uh, for Christians and others. And this is why... Uh, these relations are so important. That's that's very nice. Now, tell me, what is the guiding principle for your for your department when it comes to dealing with world religions? Thank you for asking that because this is really our guiding principle is what we have in mind each time we do anything, each time we have a meeting, each ha each time we prepare uh, our working plan. We have one thing in mind: is that we are the holy land. We are the state of Israel and we are committed to ensure to ensuring the freedom of religion and worship for all religion this is very important and as well the um, free access to all holy sites for all religions so i'll tell let's just jump right into things of what we're here to discuss now one of the things we heard from our christian friends in the christian media you know in previous events that uh, we had them here is that Oftentimes, they feel like there aren't any cross-ministry initiatives, you know, that ministries in Israel should wor more, work more together, more, you know, in, in assisting and carrying out initiatives for the Christian world. Um, so what other ministries do you work with on well, a regular basis? Yes, actually, there's a lot of initiatives and a lot of uh, challenges and things that need to be solved uh, between all of us. And this is why we we are in working relations with many other ministries, uh, because there are things uh, pertaining to many churches in Jerusalem and, and elsewhere in in Israel that need the attention of all of us. So we, we work with the police, we work with the Ministry of Interior, with the Ministry of Tourism, uh, with the Ministry of the Prime, uh, the Prime Minister's Office, with uh, the Office of the President. So all of them are 
involved in, in all these issues or programs that need to be dealt with by 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 everybody we uh we are involved because we need to tackle the the angle of the uh foreign relations and the others in, in their own capacity each one in their own corner of uh, exactly. what they deal with on a regular ba basis so what are some initiatives that you specifically work on that are related to christians Well, first of all, I'd like to say one word about uh, the Council of, uh, Council of Religious Leaders in Israel, which is about Christians, but not only, because it's also an example, if you don't mind, about things that are being done in uh, collaboration with many ministries. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a council that uh, was established in 2007 after joint efforts uh, of the Ministry of Interior, uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs, my ministry, and the chief rabbinate. So all of the uh, monotheistic uh, religious institutions uh, in the Holy Land uh, belong to this uh, council. And there have been 10 conferences between 2007 and 2019. Of course, for obvious uh, reasons during uh, COVID, uh, there were no conferences. But we are really planning right now uh, the next one for 2022. And it's very important because if we don't have uh, any means of uh, collaboration and dialogue between us in Israel, of course, we won't be able to help or to be in touch with other religious communities outside. And this is why I wanted to stress that now we really uh, work on things that are common to all religions and that we can do together. Give me an example of something that you had lately. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. Again, this council this didn't uh, meet uh, recently, but we, uh, if we're talking about uh, interfaith uh, dialogue, we uh, took the initiative um, in my department and uh, in my ministry, uh, we took an interfaith delegation uh, from Israeli uh, religious leaders to the expo in Dubai. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's, it will sound to you like, a, like a, the beginning of a joke, but we had one rabbi and one priest. <laughs> a and, rabbi, a priest, and a and sheikh walking uh, Exactly. And we, we also had the head of the Druze community and the head of the Baha'i community. So we had five uh, religious leaders from Israel, you know, showing uh, the pluralistic uh, and uh, diversity uh, of Israel and we brought them for the first time uh, to uh, the UAE. Uh, of course, it was the first time because it's been only one year that we right. signed the, the Abraham Accords. And this was a very, very special moment. First of all, to show that diversity, but also to speak with locals. Um, I mean, we had an event that was about the role of the uh, religious um, leaders in um, uh, educating to tolerance. So that was very, very important. It was a first step in a thing that we would, would really like to, to develop uh, later on in terms of, of uh, dialogue and interreligious dialogue, and especially with these new uh, places where we have now new uh, missions. Uh -huh. So that's very important. For well, us. speaking of the Abraham Accords, did the signing of the Abraham Accords actually impact your department as well? Now that you have, call it, you know, more countries in the Middle East, um, you know, Muslim that are that are coming in the, into account. Absolutely, absolutely. So what I just said about this uh, delegation was the first step, but uh, we really are planning to have uh, more in, um, interactions like that. I, we know also that other institutions, not only the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, but others are really willing to have more uh, programs like that. I know that uh, Haifa University is trying, is planning to um, uh, organize a, a conference 
that would be uh, centered about this subject, but uh, with participants from all over these uh, places and, and countries that things what that wasn't possible before. So it's really exciting to have these new exciting opportunities. Exciting and new, and yet we can't forget about the old areas that, you know, the day-to-day projects and initiatives that, that you have on a regular basis. And tell me more about that. I mean, what, what what's in store right now? That you, What are you working on catered to the Christian world? Yeah. So with the Christian world, we have all these delegations that were put on hold that we would really like to have uh, more and to have again in 2022. To restart. Exactly. So uh, we there's a lot of uh, communities uh, that uh, come and... Uh, uh, you know, visit Israel, heads of uh, communities. Uh, we have uh, the delegations of passages, oh, which yes. is the, you know, the, the the Christian taglit, I would say. The Christian youth program that brings... Uh, Absolutely, from, uh, from, from the U.S. And, yeah. and they come and, and see uh, and discover uh, Israel by themselves. We, we have a lot of, of interaction with, with all churches, actually, uh, in Jerusalem and, and elsewhere in Israel. Uh, there's always uh, challenges and things that we need to 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 do uh, for them, especially during COVID. There were a lot of things that we uh, our consular department was very involved in helping uh, different uh, uh, priests and uh, and their families to come into Israel when even when it was very difficult. Or some of them uh, had to leave the country and they had to get a special permit in order to come back. So we were. All the time, we are Never very... Never a dull involved. moment. No, absolutely. <laughs> very nice. So say I'm a uh, you know, 28, 30-year-old Christian anywhere around the world. What can I do it for Israel? Well, if you're young, I'm sure you have uh, accounts on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. <laughs> and that's or at least first one of, all, of them. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, this is first... A place that you you can help you know that our problem i mean it sounds trivial and 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 just a small thing but it's not a small thing people have a lot of influence uh, in these platforms and uh, unfortunately um in general the the extreme voices are being heard and are being more heard than the moderate ones and there's a lot of also not only extremists but a lot of people that are ignorant and they just will be influenced by by these voices if Moderate voices are, are not present there. And this is why we are there. I mean, our ministry has platforms everywhere in uh, many languages, uh, in, not only in English, but also in Arabic and in Farsi and in Spanish. And it's not only our ministry. I mean, each and every uh, diplomatic uh, representation in the world has its own uh, account. So you can see if you're in the USA, so you can see where where there's a, a consulate near you or, or you can uh, check what they're doing at the embassy and you will have uh, relevant information about Israel in general, but also of what's happening, you know, in your constituency. And maybe you can help by uh, getting the right information and by, you know, disseminating, disseminating it. That That's one thing that's online. Now, uh, in the real life, uh, there's also a lot of things uh, to do because if you're part of a community, of course, you can... Uh, you know, speak with your community and try to, it's very important to to bring information because there is so much misinformation that is circulating nowadays that it's very, very difficult to counter it. So first of all, come and, and you know, share, share whatever you know, news. exactly. And if you have contacts uh, with local politicians, I mean, I'm sure uh, they would be happy to know more, but they don't have the time. They're busy with the internal affairs and with elections. So this is important also to bring to their attention 
and to the knowledge, you know, the real story of, of, of Israel, of this tiny little uh, state, this Jewish state, but Holy Land uh, in the Middle East, this only democratic state. So this is important and this is something that anybody can do. So speaking of, of doing for Israel, you know, oftentimes we hear uh, political figures say there is no, we have no better friends than our Christian friends. So give, give me an example of, of, of how this uh, friendship uh, okay. metamorphosizes into, into real life, into day-to-day uh, sure. um, things that actually happen. Yeah, I gave you very small examples before, but very big things actually happen and not only only small things. And the biggest thing that, that happened in the past few years was 2018 uh, when uh, the U.S. government decided to move uh, its embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. That's for sure. I mean, undoubtedly was thanks to uh, the support of uh, Christian friends in the USA. Uh, so that's really, it's not... That's big. It's very big. It's political. I mean, they can move mountains. Yes, they proved it. Wow, that's that's very encouraging to hear. It is. It is. And and, and I wanted to say that I mean, we really feel that they're, they're friends in times of in regular times, but also in times of crisis, in times of distress. And we also saw that last year when we had the Operation uh, Guardian of the Wall. I mean, we were really in a terrible situation with rains of rockets uh, uh, from Hamas, from the band of Gaza on uh, Israeli civilian populations. And we saw the strength of their support when they voiced their support on international press and international arena. And we really felt that uh, warmth and that support. And it's very, very important uh, to us. Speaking of initiatives, and and you've spoken about, uh, you know, passages that your department assists with, what else? Um, do you deal with what other initiatives does your department yeah. uh, well, deal there's with a lot of, of uh, conferences I mean during the past two years of course uh, it's been all virtual kind but of it goes without saying it didn't yeah. really happen yeah but it's I mean better than nothing so right. we kept on doing that for example uh, there was the uh, Arise conference uh, that was not organized by us, but that was uh, sponsored by us and we were a part of it. It's uh, about business people, uh, Christian business people from all over the world that meet uh, and meet with Israeli uh, businessmen in order to invest in Israel. I mean, this is their, how they explain it to me. It's their response to the BDS, you know, instead of uh, countering uh, all these uh, initiatives of disinvesting in Israel and boycotting, they do the opposite. They invest in Israel so that, you know, people will be, and the state of Israel will not be boycotted, but on, will this, benefit. By the way, this, by the way, is yet another example of what we, we've spoken about before, about how one person can, can affect, you know, and, and make a difference in the end of the day in supporting Israel. I mean, in, in, in investing in Israel, you're going against the BDS. Actually, uh, uh, absolutely. And yeah, it's very important because we talk all the time about support and, you know, verbal support, etc. But here it's really putting your money uh, into the state of Israel. It's really something very active and, and with a lot of impact. So it's very important. We also have other uh, initiatives uh, made by many organizations, but we are part of it. Uh, there's the initiative of uh, Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast that each um, June they have this big event in Jerusalem but also they organize events in, uh, everywhere in the world uh, with uh, Christian uh, parliamentarians uh, and there we uh, put them uh, into contact with our uh, with local representatives. And, and, uh, absolutely. Uh-huh. There's also an initiative that's going to 
happen uh, hopefully in person this March uh, in Jerusalem. It's the conference of uh, IAF, it's Israel uh, Allies Foundation. It's a foundation that convenes every year. It happened uh, eight times uh, in Jerusalem. Uh, and the people uh, that are members of this uh, foundation are parliamentarians from all over the world. They are Christians, mm -hmm. they are pro-Israeli, and they gather to think and to talk and to meet with the very high level uh, representatives of the state of Israel. So we really hope to to welcome them this year. All, all great initiatives and all of great importance. Yes. So, I mean, we've spoken about what um, Israel can, can do and does for the Christian world. And, and we've just uh, said how, you know, just some examples of how um, anyone out there can be a friend of Israel and, and support Israel and how in the end of the day it affects um, so much. So in order to, you know, end the segment, I would just like, you know, I'm putting a diplomat on, on the spot here, but tell me something you weren't planning on saying here on the interview tonight, you know, tell me, you know, a fact, an initiative, a juicy story from your department, anything that you would say, hmm, that's, that's something that I would like to share with, with, uh, with our Christian friends out there. Okay, I don't know if it's that juicy, but I think it's it's something cute. Maybe you're interested <laughs> to to hear. I mean, we're talking about serious things, you know, like moving the embassy and uh, uh, military operations and uh, yes, those uh, are serious uh, and big things. Exactly, and and the challenges of anti-Semitism that uh, we also, I mean, we count a lot of our Christian friends to help us, and they do. So it's a lot of of heavy issues. So I wanted to tell you that sometimes we also do things that are a bit more. Uh, light i would say because again the the i told you before and you asked me the, the guiding pri guiding principles of our um department uh, which is uh, you know ensuring freedom of religion and worship for all so we do things anything that that can bring this message and convey this message again and again so just before christmas uh, we decided that we would go and visit uh Santa uh, from Jerusalem. Oh, the Santa of Jerusalem. You heard about yes, him? Yes, of course. <laughs> so same for me. I heard about him, but I never met him. So we decided to go. But uh, instead of going just by myself, I went there with a, a crew of uh, photographers uh, from the ministry. And, and with his consent, of course, we did a, a, a cute little um, clip. Uh, and uh, kind of interview with him and he really opened his home and his arms and, and his story uh, to everybody to show that, uh, you know, it's very important, I think, for Christians around, around the world to see that the Holy Land is just, you know, it's not just, um, you know, a motto or uh, something, a slogan or something like that. It's something that's happening. I mean, Christians are really celebrating uh, um, Christmas uh, in the Holy Land and he explained how many children are coming to meet him and how many presents That's he's giving and, and, and you know the joy of Christmas that is being celebrated here uh, so this is something that uh, it's imp important for us also to to do and, and to show because it's not only what we do but we want to stress you know the Christian presence uh, in the Holy Land and it was a um, you know, a light way to do it. Wow, very nice. Thank you, Tanya, for sharing all these great initiatives. You know, the big, the small, the light, the heavy, you know, so to speak, uh, that your department deals with when it comes to dealing with world religions and, uh, you know, the Christian world specifically. So thank you for being with us today. Um, Tanya Berg-Raffaelli, Director of the Department for World Religions at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And uh, hope to see you soon again. Thank you very much, Adessa. Thank you, GPO. And with pleasure. <laughs>
earlier in this, in this episode, we spoke with Tanya Berg-Raffaeli, who is the director of the Department for World Religions at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. We spoke about the various ways the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Israel deals with Christians worldwide and what initiatives they are working on along with other ministries in Israel. And now for the second part of this episode, we have here Ari Bosel and Norma Zager. Hi, Ari. Hi, Norma. It is so nice to have you here. Hi, Shalom, Shalom, everybody. So nice to be here with you tonight. Yes. Hadassah, let me just briefly introduce Norma and me. You obviously know us. Uh, your listeners do not. Uh, Norma is an, invest- is an award-winning investigative journalist. Uh, she's an author and a professor of journalism. Uh, I am hiding uh, behind her or under her wings. Uh, I'm a, a journalist and a columnist and uh, usually a troublemaker. Um, and we have, together, we are a tiny Team Israel, and we have one thing and one thing only in our minds, and that is um, uh, we're just soldiers on the front line um, with respect to the international public diplomacy front. Uh, how do people look at us, the Jewish people, and Israel? And we also, you know, we have our radio show on Crawford Broadcasting here in America. And what we do is um, we have a show, Conversations Eye to Eye, where we discuss things about Israel and the Christian world, the relationship between the two, and um, inform our listeners about things that are going on in Israel and situations that they're interested in. So it's a lot of fun, actually. We really have a lot of fun. Our listeners are very engaged and very enthusiastic about Israel. They're the people, our listeners are the ones who come to Israel all the time to tour, to see, to be there and participate. And to they're walk very in the footsteps of, uh, To yeah. walk in the footsteps of Jesus and to bring the Bible. Um, it, it, it becomes alive. It becomes, I mean, <laughs> because the reading Bible the Bible is one thing. And w- once you're in Israel, when you're there, when it all happened, it's something completely different. Um, yeah, together we are, Norma, I think uh, we, we use all the time, we say that we're the Jewish voice on Christian radio, right. and we simply bring a different viewpoint, a different way of looking at things, because as Norma said, our listeners are mostly evangelical, not only, but mostly evangelical Christians. They support Israel wholeheartedly, um, and, but we bring a different viewpoint. We look at things differently. Uh, because we look at, at things from, from a Jewish standpoint, whereas they look at it from a Christian standpoint. Um, so so that is that is basically that is the one of the reasons why I thought it would be extremely beneficial and, and interesting to have you both on here. Um, because you are both pretty much besides the radio show that, that you host, you, you're both the, the live the livelihood, the spirit behind a lot of ideas that are designed to bring Jews and Christians together. And, and specifically um, how the government of Israel can reach out more and, and be there more for our dear friends around the world. So after we've heard earlier from uh, Tanya uh, from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and how they work with uh, you know, the other ministries, um, I would like to hear from you, Ari. Do you think the government of Israel does enough to reach out to the Christians worldwide? 
I should be very careful <laughs> because you should, and so should I asking that question. But you know, I think it's an important question. No, no, up. it's a very important question. And I, I think that the message that we have is something very simple. It is, is very simple in, in its essence. We, the Jewish people and the state of Israel, value Christians tremendously. We have very few friends in the world, and we have a history of more than 2,000 years of being persecuted. I mean, if we talk about the early church, if we talk about the Inquisition, if we talk about the Holocaust, throughout the millennia, we are persecuted because we're Jewish. And the people who persecute us and the the people who want to eliminate us are the Christians. Something happened in the 20th century and that changed. But there is still suspicion, which I think is pretty much justified. Uh, It takes time to build bridges. And how do we build a bridge? We build it one stone, one step at a time, and then we strengthen it. Now, what we have seen, uh, at least in the United States, that every time something goes wrong in Israel, there is a war, there is an attack, a terrorist attack, a a whole slew of terrorist attacks. Who are the only people who stand by our side? The Christians. When Israelis stop flying to Israel, the Christians come. When we had the second war in Lebanon mm-hmm. uh, 16 years ago, who continued flying? Who continued praying for Israel? And then we see the, the, the Israeli embassies and consulate generals and diplomatic missions reach out to the Christians and tell them, we need you. Here, here is a briefing of what's going on. We would like you to come and demonstrate for us. We would like you to come to Israel, etc. And I think that what bothered me having spent the last quarter of a century working with the Christians is that we go to the Christians and we ask for their support every time we need it. But that's not a relationship. A marriage is a two-way street. You need to work on it. It's not only at good times or only at bad times. And that's what Norma and I and and many others are trying to do on a day-to-day basis. We are establishing the relationship. Look, we have the same basis. The roots of this magnificent tree called Christianity is us. Without us, without Judaism, without what we call the Bible, what the Christians call the, the, New Te- the Old Testament, the New Testament doesn't exist. I mean, if you unless you take the, the replacement theology, but I mean, without Judaism, who was Jesus? He was well, a Jewish rabbi. I mean, so wait, we are talking about, sorry, Norma, I'll just, uh, just emphasize again. All that we do, Jesus was a carpenter. We are building bridges one stone at a time, and we're advancing. But a bridge means that we do it, it's a two-way, it's, it, there, there's a two-way direction. We don't only come to the Christians when we need them. And you know what is nice, and I think we need to emphasize it to ourselves more than to anybody else. The Christians will be with us no matter what, whether we like them, whether we spit at them in their face. And I'm being very extreme, of course. They will support us and they will continue to do it and they do it wholeheartedly. But we need to show we, the Jewish people, but more so the state of Israel. Then came out of the entire state of Israel, all the bureaucracies, all the government offices, came a single office in the prime minister's office called the government press office of all things. And it became over the, over the past five years, the de facto uh, liaison and emissary 
to the Christian world. Well, I, 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 I agree with what Ari says. I have a little bit of a different take on it. I would hope I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, no, I feel that it is, that it is really in this day and age when the world is so divided and people are so, uh, I mean, it, it, everything is so upside down in this world right now. Good I feel is evil, this, evil is good. Uh, absolutely, is good. the devil, you know, it's, you know, it's like, I feel some days I'm living revelations over here. But it, it is absolutely uh, essential right now that the Jewish and the Christian world solidify their Stand bond united. with one another because we are faced both of us we are we we come from a very from a common place the jews and the christians come from one place okay the seed was planted by the jewish people and then it continued into the christian world now the the thing is that bond must be strengthened because there are people trying to tear us apart and there are people trying to tear and to apart eliminate the Christians all of us, Norma. And, that's right, and tear apart the, the Jewish people and the Christians and tear apart, apart Israel. So more than ever now, it is really imperative that we strengthen the bond between these two religions. And I also think that it's difficult for Israel. You asked that question, Hadassah, about the, is Israel doing enough? Okay, I think Israel is in a very difficult position, and I will I, I, just from my point of view, I think it's harder for Israel because you see there isn't just one Christian world. When right. the when Israel you, has to reach out, out to yeah, the Christians, yeah. right? When the, we have to cr reach out to a Christian world, there isn't just one place to go. To. It's not like the Christian world is not like the Catholic Church, where hello, you just invite the Pope and you, you it's two. He speaks for two billion Christians. It doesn't work that way in the in the in the other Christian world. Okay, so you've got a Israel. In a, in a real predicament, because who are they supposed to deal with? Do you know what I mean? Who is the person? Diplomatically, you're basically, Norma. Yeah, you're basically saying that there's, when you say the Christian world, there's a different target audience, um, you know, a sub-target audience when it comes to reaching out to each and every one of them. It's it, more than that. Problem, it, but that's a problem. And I'm going to tell exactly. you why Israel has a problem. Because there are many people in this world and I'm not being, I'm, I'm not doing this as a criticism, but I'm just seeing this as a reality. There are many people in this Christian world who are at a, in a position of power within that world. And they are, they jealously guard that power and they want to be the go-to person that Israel goes to. They don't want to give up their territory. In other words, they want to be the, the head person. Well, there's a lot of people vying for that. Now, who does Israel go to? Israel has to be very careful not to offend anybody. And right. within this realm, it's very difficult for Israel because there are a lot of people who want to consider themselves the almighty in that part. You know what I mean? They want to be the big shot and they want to be the one that is recognized as the head of everything. How is Israel supposed to deal, deal with this? And I think that's Israel's biggest problem in dealing with the Christian world. I don't think Israel has a problem uh, reaching out to the Christian world, inviting them in, having them as a part of, of, of Israel and, 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 and embracing them. I think the hardest thing for Israel is figuring out how to do it without stepping on toes. And that is a real challenge. 
that, that's normal. a very interesting point they 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 are pointing out but i mean ari you you've spoken about you know strengthening the bond on a day-to-day -day basis and norma so did you but when it comes to you know talk talking shop what 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 ideas what's something that you think like oh here this is something that they should focus more on besides for you know the regular I, like, I'll, 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 the answer is very basis. simple uh, that's a, the answer is very simple look you have you personally as part of the government press office uh have dedicated the past five years or so of your life to working with to doing an outreach to the christian world this is extraordinary where was the minister of foreign affairs for the past five years we have seen them five years ago at the opening reception we have not seen them since. Now, I'll tell you what, and this is not a criticism, by the way, of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. This is a criticism of us as Israelis. Look, we have a lot on our plate, whether it's our enemies from around Israel, whether it's the enemies from within Israel, whether it's the climate, the fact that we did not have any natural resources until recently with the discovery of natural gas and maybe oil, etc. But you know, it's a harsh environment. It's a very harsh neighborhood in, in which we live. So we have a lot on our plate. And again, the relations between the Jews and the Christians were not that good for, for 2,000 years or so. So it's not on the top of our priority list to drop everything and just focus on the Christian world. Now, what does that mean? It means that, you know, you need to pay an extra special attention to somebody if you want to develop a relationship. So I'll give you an example, and I'll take um, the Ministry of, uh, of Tourism. Before the pandemic, when Christians would come to celebrate Christmas in Israel and would go to Bethlehem, the birthplace of Christ, uh, which is, by the way, essentially a neighborhood just outside of Jerusalem. Um, today, of course, there's a border and you cannot really pass freely, etc. Every, what I call bureaucrat, from the Minister of Tourism all the way up, stops everything that they do and go onto the buses that take the, the visitors to Israel that pass from Jerusalem to Bethlehem to greet the visitors to Israel on their holiest day of the year. And it's to me, it's amazing to see government um, workers, and some of them at very high levels, who really stop everything they do to greet a foreigner to our midst, and it's extraordinary. I mean, that's an initiative that has captured my imagination when I crossed the border, and to me, it was actually an issue because you see, when, when somebody grows up in the United States, when I grew up, which was decades ago, when we did not have 100 or 500 channels on TV, but we had a handful of channels, and most of them were in black and white, or maybe all of them, and we saw Christmas in Bethlehem, and the midnight mass, and we saw the, I mean, one year there was snow, and it captivated my imagination. And I'm a Jew, but I was in Israel, and I went to your boss, not the current boss, but the former boss. And I said, look, I'm in, I, how can I go to Bethlehem? It's not allowed to Israel, it's less because the threat is the Palestinians will um, kidnap an Israeli and then would negotiate oh, you want this Israeli back? Here is our list of demands. But because I hold an American passport, I was 
and because now it was official, I went as a reporter, I, I, was, um, I was given the green light to go, which was to me was extraordinary. And to see it in practice, it simply touches one's heart. Norma said correctly, every Christian who comes to Israel is an ambassador, an emissary of Israel. Every Christian who comes to Israel upon departure should receive, a, you know, like a proclamation, a piece of paper saying you're an, an important visitor to Israel. We appreciate your being here. You don't know how much we value it. Shalom to you. You're now part of Team Israel. Norma then said something else. It's not only that. Here is another easy thing that we can do. Um, every group that comes to Israel, usually these are churches or, uh, I mean, you know, groups come 10, 12, 50, 100, 500 people. Designate the church, whether it's in South Africa or in the United States or in Germany, it doesn't matter where, is to receive a special proclamation that framed one, which they then can uh, hang in the church, again, in South Africa or in Berlin or in Detroit. It doesn't matter where. Yeah, well, a, a, special, a, a special plaque to hang in their church that would say, that would designate them as a special friend of Israel and all the, all the good they have done for Israel and the state of Israel appreciates and, 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 and designates them as a true friend of Israel and have it something that they can put up so people can see. It's, it's not a big thing, but it is a sense of, it's a source of pride for people. And, and these churches will take a lot of pleasure in it and it'll make them more enthusiastic to come. But I, I also, I also think that's important, but I also say that there's something about there's something about the fact that I don't think Israel realizes, and I don't think the Christian visitors that we all have come to know and and, and, and admire and like appreciate something. There is power in numbers. Okay, there is strength in numbers. I think that what we started, what Israel started here, Hadassah, what you started here with gathering together the Christian community to Israel was a good start. It was a good start. But what we need to do is to make these people realize they have power now. If, you know, that the only time the world listens is when there's power in, there's a, a number of people who are speaking. So there's, we should try to find a way to join together and make our voices heard, make the whole Christian community that is part of this now heard. If they do something to Israel, if there is something that is done, if there is a vote in the United Nations, everybody should get together and everybody should sign it, sign a piece of paper, or they should find a way to, to, uh, to, to voice their objections to what is happening. And using that strength, is truly one of the benefits that can come out of this at the end. Because there's too many Norma, people battling against Israel. We need to form this, take this army now and use it to fight for Israel. Well, well so the Norma, ideas are just flowing. Keep them going. I'm writing them all down here. We're, we we got to start working on some things here. No, no. But, but you have been working. And what Norma is saying is that what you have managed to do over the past five years is, number one, pay attention and dedicate yourselves to this 
bridge building, to this contact, to this hyphen between the Judeo and the Christian world. Right. So it's a tiny hyphen, but a tiny bridge, but a bridge that holds two magnificent structures. Secondly, so I, I mean, the Saturday people and the Sunday people, what Norma and I are doing, in, you know, in a tiny way is just introducing the Saturday people to the Sunday people and getting to know the Sunday people so we can introduce them within our midst. That's I also think... In, but, but Norma, I want to go back to... But I want to go back to Norma's point. What you have managed to do uh, as part of the prime minister's office is over a period of five years, you managed to amplify the voice and the sounds of Israel. Now, I think that what part of what, what Norma touched on is the fact that there have to be on a regular basis, but especially at a time of great need, talking points. Because look, whom did you gather to Israel? You gathered people who have a platform. You, brought, you gathered uh, Christian media or people in Christian media from throughout the world, from close to 50 countries around the world. Right. Use this channel now to amplify the message. But when there is no message, when there are no talking points, it's a very big issue. And I want to just to clarify to your listeners that this is not simple at all. Because I remember one of the times that, I mean, the, the, the dynamic between Norma and me is that Norma is here in the United States and I'm often um, reporting from Israel, from the ground. And when Israel goes into Gaza or when we are hours before going into Gaza, or when the missiles are hitting us from Lebanon or from wherever else, I remember sitting at a minister's office and they were not allowed to send out talking points unless there's an okay. Talking points, which were five points, very succinct, maybe a half a sentence each, until there was permission from the prime minister. I mean, it was mind boggling. So, I, I, and, and Israel went through this experience. Remember, we're on the front Israel's defense forces, one of the top militaries in the world. And, and it, let's pay attention. It's Israel defense forces. We're not a, a country trying to, we're not imperialists. We're not colonialists. We just want to live quietly in this sliver of land between the river and the sea. All nine or 10 million people of us. That's it. It's the only Jewish country in the world. And in order to survive, we need to have a strong military. And we have one of the best militaries in the world. The problem is that this military does not have a public diplomacy front. Much like once upon a time in Israel, we did not have a home front command. I, I do think that they have been working on it lately, especially, you know, in the, in the latest, uh, um, you know, Operation Guardian Wrong. of the Wall. Yeah. They, they have been working on it and they've, they've gotten a lot better at it. But. You know, there's always room for improvement, and that, that's what we're here to hear from you guys and, and from anyone else who, who would like to, to share with us. But I, so, Adassa, so the point was about talking points, but if I may add just something else, when we're outside of Israel, we often are either confronted with or we witness things which may, may look strange to us or may not settle or reconcile with what we think should be reality. For instance, when we're told that 24,000 houses are being demolished every year in Israel, and only houses of Jews, of, non, uh, of Arabs, of non-Jews, 
immediately a, a red light, a red bulb is, is lit, at least in my mind's eye, and I'm sure in others as well. When we're told that Israel is stealing the water of the Jordanians or of the so-called Palestinians, immediately, you know, something doesn't make sense. When no, we but- see... Norma, I just want to use the example from years ago of National Geographic that dedicated an entire issue to the issue of of water in the world. And Israel, which is on the forefront of anything to do with water, water reclamation, um, making the desert bloom, um, uh, the drip irrigation that was developed in Israel and now can be found throughout the world. You would think that Israel would have a prominent place in in a special issue of National Geographic about Israel. One-fifth of the issue was dedicated to Israel. Israel is stealing the water, Israel is contaminating the water, Israel doing all the evil things in the world, nothing, not a good mention of Israel. Now, so what is needed? And sorry, Norma, I I, I know I'm so anxious just to... Well, yeah, but uh, I want to bring this back to the fact... I want to bring it back to the Christians, if I may. That's what I want to do. And then I want to bring it to MFA, to the Israel Minister of Foreign Affairs. Okay. Christians first. I think that the issues that Israel faces on on the public in the public uh, forum and diplomacy front. I think those issues are very real, but I think Israel realizes that they have these issues. Uh, They just haven't found a way to really uh, confront them and, and, and be, and be highly effective. However, I don't know, but that's not what that's not, I'm not in the government, but I will tell you that's, that's for us to figure out. That's for us to figure out. That's for the government to figure out. However, when it comes to what we were talking about before with the Christian community and all of this, these, these wonderful Christian journalists and emissaries that come to Israel every year, when they go back, I think what people forget is when they go back to their country, they may, they're going back to a country that is very many of them are going back to a country that's very hostile to Israel, okay? So you have, we have two people who've come to Israel and they're pro-Israel and they want to do something positive and everything. And then they go back to a country that completely hates Israel and would do anything in the world to destroy Israel. How can they make a difference if they're just two people? That is why it is so important that the, the group forms some type of cohesive group message that they can rely on one another. Let's say that you have people who go back to Spain. We have Spanish people. They go back to Spain. Spain is very anti-Israel, okay? What can they possibly do? What can they, what difference can they possibly make? Maybe none. However, if they can round up a few other groups you know, people, emissaries from around different countries, and they can all get together and they can all think of some positive ways to to do some positive diplomacy for Israel as a group, not just one person, but as maybe 50 people. Then they may have a chance and they will have a chance of being recognized. And that is why, and this is why I was talking about before, having the churches come. I think when the churches come, it is very important to um, entice them to come because the they, every church that comes goes back and they're an emissary for Israel. So maybe it would be nice to have 
if a church comes more than, say a church comes maybe three times, you could pick a number, okay? This certain church in, in Texas has come three times to Israel. At, at the third time, after the third time they come, or the third time they come, you have a special uh, party for them, a cocktail party with the, at the, like you do for us at the president's house where they are treated. <laughs> Norma, well. Norma, 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 no, this is, no, this is all, it sounds like this. fantasy. No, Israel has to do this. If a church comes there and they are going to be emissaries for Israel, they need to be appreciated and noted. Doesn't have to be the president sitting there, but some type of an of an official well, 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 wait, wait. A nice no, no, so Norma, appreciated and noted that's that's definitely something exactly uh, we can and, we and can continue and I'm working on the whole time but I just I would like to um address a specific point that you Norma mentioned before and going back uh to Ari to something that you've said in two thousand back in 2018 but um Norma you you've mentioned you know that every person who comes to is every Christian who comes to Israel is an emissary and once uh they leave you know they're going back with 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 what they've learned and what they can share to the world. And Ari, in 2018, let me bring back all the way from there, in uh during the Christian Media Summit, um, and for our listener listeners who are unfamiliar with it, it's you know the annual gathering of uh of uh of Christian media worldwide who come together um to discuss key topics about Israel and the Christian world. So Ari sorry who who convened to Jerusalem Israel to the capital to the eternal right. capital of Israel yes. which is important because it sends a message and for the past two years when we could not convene to Jerusalem Jerusalem came to us and think what an honor what an amazing uh immense honor it is to have Jerusalem come to you know 40 50 countries around the world and to say I have not forgotten you you're important, you're in my heart, we are still together, and we just pray for next year in Jerusalem. So, now, okay, so what were you saying? Happen, I just want to finish uh, my question. So, Please. as I said before, Norma, you spoke about everybody being emissaries, and Ari, in 2018, um, you, you brought up, you know, one of the questions that you had to the Prime Minister was, um, can you appoint an emissary to the Christian world, uh, you know, an official who that will be his, his job? So, my question is, Ari, do you think that is still relevant for now, um, you know, as opposed to what Norm was talking about, everybody being an emissary? And, and B, um, if it is relevant, okay, um, how does that uh, work together with also the second point that Norma said is that, you know, it shouldn't be only one person. It should be, you know, a bunch of people um, working on this together. A panel, perhaps a panel, perhaps you could have, a, you know, you could pick two or three, then they would form a panel. And these would be the 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 go to people. I don't think I honestly don't think that it would be uh, easy for Israel, if even possible, to pick one emissary that they could sort of anoint as the ambassador. Do you know what no, I mean? No, no, they may have to so they may have to do a two or three situation where it's three important Christian leaders together where they have the final say or they are the emissary, the head emissaries. Because I that's the problem I believe for Israel is finding the being able to just point to one person and not being and not turning the others off. Do you know what I'm so saying? So I'll go back first for a moment because Norma's ideas are very practical. And if both Hadassah and I, who are a little bit more exposed to the Israeli attitude and reality 
have snickered a little bit when Norma said you need to recognize there are many ways, practical ways to recognize the Christians when they come back. And one of them is via the diplomatic missions of Israel around the world. Don't forget, a church came back, a, a church, I mean, members of a church, let's say from Los Angeles came back. There is a consulate general of Israel in the West Coast in Los Angeles. How about an outreach? We know that you just came back. We are here for you. If you have any questions for us, if you have any need, and you know, you don't really, not everybody can, can afford to go to Israel. Going to Israel is expensive. This pilgrimage uh, tours to Israel are super expensive. People do bake sales and, 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 and save money over a period of time and, and clean cars, etc., in order to have this, this um, miracle become, become to, to a real-life experience of, of walking in the footsteps of Jesus. It's not easy. We shouldn't take it for granted. So when they come back, there should be continuity. This continuity is missing. And I think that that's what I tried to touch upon before about the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And, and when I gave the examples of Israel being attacked, for instance, we demolish houses, only of Arabs. We, we developed a huge cat that wanders in the streets of Jerusalem and targets. It's a huge one. It's almost like a lion. And it only targets the Arab residents of Jerusalem, not the Jews. Now, you'd think it sounds stupid, so we shouldn't even reply to it. But we should reply, and we should reply with knowledge. And the well, only yeah. way, so, so what we do need, and I think that Norma, you and I sometimes are missing it, we, there needs to be a, a point person, a contact, a platform. It can be at the Minister of Foreign Affairs, it can be anywhere else, but somebody that you can actually send a question and get an answer. Well, Israel then, yeah. goes in, and I think people will appreciate it because what are Christians and what are good people around the world stand for? They well, stand I, for the truth. Yes, they but need I think to stand for the truth, right? You're, you're right, Ari, and forgive me for interrupting, but I, I have to say, well, we were talking before about these churches coming. Okay, you have you have churches who have come many, many times and taken many groups to Israel. Okay, when they that should not be the end of it. Okay, that should not be the end of Just it. Just the start of a to, wonderful relationship. If no, if you're going to recognize them and give them some type of plaque, right, and say um, we, you know, Israel appreciates you, whatever we talked about earlier. When they go back, say they're in, in, in Texas, in a small town in Texas. When they go back to Texas. It's very important that there is somebody in the office where you are, in the press office, who contacts every newspaper in their town and says to that newspaper, sends out a press release, Your, the church of so-and-so has been recognized by the state of Israel for their ongoing work toward the Jewish state, whatever you, however you want to word it, Hadassah, but send out a press release that, that, that shows that Israel has recognized this church so that it will be in the paper and they will, the newspapers will call these people and they will say, how was your experience in Israel? And, and you know, that is how, so the, the, in other words, the word does not stop the minute they get off the plane at home. We can, we can increase the, the ability to spread the word 
by doing by this simple thing of just giving them a plaque or a recognition and making sure that their local papers Norma, or radio stations like- know about it and you know what that will that'll spread the word even further it won't end with them just coming to israel and going home it Norma, will continue talk- to go on You talk like a journalist through and through. Now, no wonder that you talk like a journalist, but, <laughs> but, but let, me, no, let me give you the flip side of it, okay? The Christians are devout religious people. It's not only in local papers. It's enough that other congregants who may not have had the opportunity to go to Israel or maybe didn't want to go to Israel because they hear all these bad things about us all the time. And suddenly there is now a plaque Uh, which is uh, prominently posted or maybe not prominently somewhere in the church and they start talking about it and they pray about it and the power of prayer is amazing. I mean it's immense. So it's not there are many fronts here. Now I, I do want to take us back. So Norma, it's not only in terms of the local community and the, the general, not only the religious community, it's also within the community, the members who didn't get to go, Who suddenly you know we have prayer teams and suddenly people here you know here's what we experience in Israel and we didn't even think that that's that's how they live I mean what do people think about Israel people think that we are a desert with camels as mode of transportation people think that we are an ultra religious super ultra religious country like Afghanistan people think all sorts of wonderful things that Hard to believe to... that people still think that now but uh yeah I, I, I'll tell you why oh, no, I never see... I never underestimate the stupidity of people Hadassah never do that never know and, and Norma, the you, world you know... is being weighted down under the weight of stupidity right now so oh no, no, no I believe anything you tell me right on now <laughs> and Norma you know why Hadassah is so and I think that that's the reason that Israel really fails in the In her public diplomacy efforts because we take things for granted Hadassah now lives in a country that is, that has relations with normalization of relations I mean a Jewish country the only Jewish country in the world with Arab Muslim countries that we never dream to have relations with whether it's UAE Bahrain uh, and and uh, right now three others later on would be four and five and six others I mean you It, it opens a, a new world. Now, let's go back to an emissary to the Christian world. Israel doesn't have it. And Israel should have an emissary. And it should be a Jew and an Israeli. And I'll explain why. Norma touched on the fact that when we, when the Jewish people look at the Christian world, we look at it as pretty much a homogeneous entity, one entity. Nothing can be further from the truth. When the Christians look at us, at the Jewish people, they think that we are one, one people under God. <laughs> you know, one God, one people, one family, very close-knitted, only 14 million people, only 14 million of us throughout the world, spread all around the world, much like the same number that was before World War II. So 1939 and 2022, same number of Jews around the world. And, but there's nothing f- further from the truth. We are divided between us. Take two Jews in a room, you have six opinions. Well, if you take Norma and me, we're used to each other, so it, it went down. But you know what they say, if, if, a Jew build, if a Jew is left on an island, he'll build two synagogues, one for him to pray at and one for him not to go into. 
<laughs> Excellent. So I the, love the that. point, That's great. <laughs> absolutely, and we're That's so the, the point is <laughs> that we're we're not a homogeneous entity. We, the Jewish people, neither are the Christians. But when we, the Jewish state of Israel, come to the Christians, and Norma alluded to the fact that one group in Christianity, the Catholics, for instance, the Catholic Church, and another group, let's say the evangelical Christians, all 70 or 90 million of them, for instance, in the United States, don't get along with each other. And if you take an evangelical Christian and you take a Mormon who believes in the, uh, a member of the, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they will not be seen or will not enter the same room together. Well, so, you have to, but Ari, you have to, you have to get to a point where you have to pick out who are the, who are the Christian communities that are, that our, that are supporting Israel right now. Not all of the Christian we should communities not, and I'll tell you are why. not supporting Israel. You Correct. have to make a list and you have to prioritize and say, this Christian community is extremely positive and extremely supportive of Israel. This one not so much. Then you have to figure out who are the ones that need to be addressed, that need to be taken in more. Say, you know, given that honor of being an emissary to from the Christian world to the Norma, Jewish world. You, you can have a panel, though. What I'm saying is you don't need one. You can have a, a, an Israeli on the panel. You can have a, a couple emissaries from the Christian world on the panel. You can designate it any way you want. You can arrange it any way you want, but it is important to do it because, and, and what I was saying about people going back in their towns, if a church in New York City goes to the, comes to Israel and gets recognized and it's in the paper, there are other churches in New York City who are going to say, well, I want that. I want the same. Well, let's, well, we yeah. want the same. Let's go I want to Israel. We, we deserve yeah. a plaque, too. And you know what? You'd be surprised how a little thing like that, that little bit of notoriety can be catnip. You know what I mean? And entice other people to join it's definitely, in. It's definitely a few different ways of, I mean, Correct. two different ways to look at, to, to looking at things. I guess we have to weigh the pros and cons of, of, of each approach. But um, I, I would, I would like to put, uh, you know, a period over here and, and, uh, and, and unfortunately have to end, even though this is a wider discussion to continue at other times. So um, thank you, Norma Zager and Ari Russell for joining me today here at the Beyond the News podcast. And thank you for sharing with, with us, um, me and the listeners, you know, all, all the, the ideas that, you know, us at the GPO better start working on. And uh, mm -hmm. hope to see you soon at the Christian Media Summit and, you know, other occasions when you come to visit Norma, Israel. Uh, uh, you will see us. We, we both appreciate very much your, uh, your inviting us. But I think more than anything, we want to say shalom in next year in Jerusalem. Because Amen. there, th know. this Israel is a miracle to the world, and uh, that's what we, you know, it, it gives essence for life. Yeah, so and I know. think that the one thing I'd like to say to, to to put a period on it is, people think that Israel is just for the Jewish people, but Israel is for the entire world. Israel belongs to the whole world, and I think that the more people realize that, the better things will be in Israel and for the Jewish people. Those are beautiful uh, words to end with. Thank you so, so much for being here today.